from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Friday night at the South Point, where would you rather be? I can't think of any place. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Wes Reynolds in the house for some more Sweet 16 games. Uh, these gentlemen would just like to talk about the WGC match play for the rest of the night. How's that guy? How's that tournament going for you guys, by the way? Uh, I'm uh, on, to, on to the next week. <laughs> on to next week. Kelly, on what do you think? I mean, about yeah. even so far, but every guy I have keeps losing on the last, like, couple holes, Gil. It's <laughs> on, a bloodbath. On to next week. On to next week. <laughs> Sorry I brought it up. Can't win them all. Uh... We got a whole bunch of can't lose them all because I did. So you can't win them all, but you can't lose them all. And I did. St. Peter's and Purdue about to tip off, as will Providence and Kansas shortly thereafter. And of course, some hockey at NBA as well, Matt. Yeah, so uh, let's go ahead right now, tip off in about 10 minutes. We got St. Peter's and Purdue. That game's sitting about 13 in favor of Purdue, 134 on the total. About 20 minutes after that, we'll have Providence and Kansas. Kansas is a six and a half to seven point favorite. One forty one and a half is the total in that one. Got North Carolina and UCLA. It's first of the second wave of games there. UCLA is a two to two and a half point favorite. One forty one and a half to one forty two the total. And then the final tip of the night, Iowa State and Miami. This has moved all the way to three three and a half at the majority of the books out there. One thirty one and a half to one thirty two. Is your total west before this first one tips off here? Any thoughts on St. Peter's and Purdue? That's a big number. Yeah, and it was too big for me to lay. I did put Purdue money line in a parlay with the smaller favorite later, uh, Miami against Iowa State, and we'll get to that later on. But I think that this is probably the end of the line for St. Peter's. Uh, one of the things that you worry about this team, just from like the schematic standpoint, is that St. Peter's very aggressive on defense, but what that means is that they foul a lot. Mm-hmm. And fouling a lot, as we saw with Texas. Texas in the second round is not a good idea against Purdue. Purdue went almost 50 times to the foul line on uh, Sunday. And St. Peter's, uh, the pressure defense that Shaheen Holloway and his bunch employ, 348th nationally in foul rates. That means only 10 teams in the country fouled more than they did. Purdue really doesn't foul on the defensive end. The Purdue defense, we've talked about it, has not been up to usual standard. But the offense in terms of efficiency, or efficiency rather, one of the top two in America. So if this is a 
tighter whistle. I think that this definitely favors Purdue. This is the first time really since like 2000 that this bracket and this draw on the second weekend has opened up that much for Purdue, where, you know, now they don't have to play a, a team seated higher than them to get to the final four. If they win tonight, they'll play either a four seed in UCLA or an eight seed in North Carolina. So this is the opening I think that Purdue has been looking for. I fully think they'll take advantage of it. But obviously the crowd in Philadelphia, every other team, not just St. Peter's, but North Carolina and UCLA fans that have filled into Philadelphia. And I, we were talking about crowds last night, Gil. Mm -hmm. I expect it's going to be a better crowd in Philadelphia oh, tonight. I would, so I uh, hope so. Not going to be a lot of people in that first game, except if you're wearing black and gold uh, to support Purdue. Uh, one player prop I didn't get a chance to play. It's not offered very, very much anywhere. But a couple places out there, if you want to bet who the highest scorer of the game is, I think it's going to be Jaden Ivey. He's the favorite, but you still get like plus one. 30 plus 140 mm -hmm. on him, but I do like Purdue in this first game. I think they'll be in the Elite Eight on Sunday. Let me just for 20 seconds just ram home what, what Wes was just saying because Wishnev was on a numbers game this morning. We were talking about just what you were, Wes. So when this game tips off here in just over five minutes, he, he was saying exactly what you were. If the whistle if the whistle is in favor of Purdue, in other words, if the ball goes down low to Edie uh, and they're getting calls on that, if, if Ivy is driving to the hole, he's getting calls. Per, everything Purdue over, right? Team total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with yeah. that at all. Every, you should you should think about that in game. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No worries. No worries. Yeah. Two uh, two NBA tips happening right now. So if you want to get in on the Jazz and Hornets, Jazz are four. Actually, there's a three and a half out there. So three and a half all the way to four and a half. Road favorites in that one, 227 to 228. We got the uh, Wizards and the Pacer and then Pistons as well at seven Eastern, four Pacific. The Pistons are three and a half to four point. Home favorites over the Wizards, 223, 223 and a half is the total. At 7.30 Eastern, we have the Warriors and the Hawks. The Hawks are two and a half to three-point home favorites over the Warriors, 222 and a half to 223 the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, we got the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are three and a half to four-point home favorites over the Mavericks, 227 and a half to 228 your total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Knicks and the Heat. The Heat are anywhere from eight and a half to nine and a half point home favorites. Two thirteen and a half to two fourteen and a half is your total. Ten Eastern, seven Pacific. We got the Rockets and the Blazers. The Rockets and the Blazers, boys. Yes. Uh, exactly. Four point road favorites are the Rockets. Can we have that on every TV tonight? Yes. We're gonna just blanket the studio in the Rockets and Blazers game. Two thirty three and a half to two thirty four. Your total, and then the final tip of the evening, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. We have the Sixers and the Clippers. The Sixers are five to five and a half point road favorites over the Clippers with a total of 2.17 to 2.18. And then we've got a few games over on the ice, two that are facing off right now. we got the Capitals and the Sabres. The Capitals are minus 195 road favorites over the Sabres. If you want the home underdog, plus 160 on them, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Penguins and the Rangers. This is a coin flip, 110 on both sides. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Blue Jackets and the Jets. The Jets are minus 165 home favorites, plus 145 on the Blue Jackets as road underdogs. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, we have the Flames and the Coyotes. The Flames, at one of the books out there, are minus 450 home favorites, <laughs> minus 390 at DraftKings, plus 320 you can find as high as plus 340 on the Coyotes if you want to go that direction. And then 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, we have the Flyers and the Avalanche. The Avalanche are $4 favorites at home over the Flyers, plus 310, plus 320-ish out there on the Flyers as road underdogs. <laughs> I want to see your Coyote Flyer <laughs> parlay tickets. Oh, somebody, yeah. Somebody's doing it. So this is that rare night where all four of us have college basketball plays. I know. It's a rarity here. Even Matt has a college <laughs> basketball list. In fact, he texted us some. I, I tried finding him. I couldn't find him. They, those were, the they were off the board. Already. Off the board. Okay. Yeah, they played earlier yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, Wes, let's start with you. You had more than just the one you were talking about earlier. Yeah, uh, the next game that's going to get tipped off here at the uh, bottom of the hour is going to be Kansas and Providence. Uh, when this went down to six and a half, I went ahead and laid it with Kansas. Uh, it's been a lot of Providence support all week, and that was kind of my initial lean, so I hate to go against my first instinct. But if you saw last night, we did have two number one seeds go down. That has not happened in the same day in the Sweet 16 since, I believe, 1995. And those two number one seeds, 
decades, by the way, were Wake Forest. If you remember the Tim Duncan, Randolph mm-hmm. Childress, Rusty LaRue, they got beat by Big Country Reeves in Oklahoma State. Oh, wow. And also Kansas, who had Scott Pollard, Rafe LaFrenz, Greg Ostertag, Jock Vaughn, Jared Hass, and uh, Billy Thomas. Uh, five of those guys went on to play in the NBA, and they got knocked out by Curtis Staples, Corey Alexander, and Virginia. So a four over one in both of those games. So that was the first time last night since 1995 that you had two one seeds go out in the same day on the Sweet 16. So all of a sudden we're left with one number one seed. If Kansas goes out tonight, big if, but if they do, I shouldn't say it's a big if, anything can happen in this mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time no number one has ever made the Elite Eight? Uh, I, be, I, believe I believe it will so. be. I think I think there's at least been one one seed in the yeah. Elite Eight, if uh, what I saw earlier was correct. But okay. I laid it with Kansas here. Kansas did not look very good in the second round uh, against Creighton. What I said last night, you know, Creighton was playing like six guys essentially because they were down with injury, and Kansas really couldn't get away from them. So Kansas is going to have to get buckets in transition, but Providence is actually very good in that. But for the season, if they get those transition buckets, Kansas points per possession. That's top 10% in the country. They have Remy Martin back healthy now, the Arizona State transfer. So you got another guard really to push the pace. Uh, Providence, I think, obviously wants to make this a half-court game, and Kansas wants to play up-tempo. More often than not, I always say it's easier to slow down a fast team than it is to speed up a slow team, but maybe not in this case. But we did say pace mattered in that second uh, game last night. Houston against Arizona, or as Houston kind of wanted to make it a little more physical, a little bit more of a half-court game, and Arizona was absolutely out of it in that game, and you saw it also with Arkansas and Gonzaga in the first game. That was the key, not the officiating, even though the officiating was really bad on both sides in that game. That was the key in the game, is that Arkansas kept Gonzaga out of transition and really made them kind of ordinary in the half-court, so control the pace. More often than not, you're going to win the game. So glad you went off on people who were making excuses for Gonzaga last night. That's the best part of the show. No, and I even said it last night. I go, look, I laid it with them, and I had the wrong side. I had the absolute wrong side. Look, I thought the officiating was not good, but I thought it was both ways that it really wasn't good. Uh, Doug Shows likes to be the show. That was the thing is that it was – there were – there were questionable calls on, on both sides, but again, you just look at it through your lens and through yeah. who you need to advance in your bracket or wherever it Move was. Move your yeah. feet, Chet Holmgren. You know, Move your yeah. feet. All that. Get I mean, positioned. It's just, yeah, and again, we just all, the stats the stats bear it out, right? I mean, look, they turned the ball over too much. They shot very poorly from three. They shot very poorly from the floor. I mean, it's, if you combine Five. all three of those yeah. things, it's very hard to win. Five for 21 from behind the arc Zaga. Real quick rapid fire here are the rest of our picks. For me, uh, just two tonight, I am on Jim Laranega and the Miami Hurricane. Laid the two and a half, and I am on UCLA. Let's go championship formula. UCLA minus two against North Carolina. By the way, I am sweating right now as we're doing this. Uh, Tanasi Kokonakis just squandered two match points, so I'm sweating that. Grigor Dimitrov uh, is later in tennis. The price is 30 cents higher now. I wouldn't play it anything above minus 195, so just don't go crazy on that. Kelly, Matt, your picks real quick. Yeah, I'm on Miami at two and a half as well. I, you know, did a little bit of did a little bit of digging. You see, we have uh, we have these we other other deals out there, you know, where we're we're, we're syndicated and stuff. And so, uh, in Baton Rouge, my home my hometown, I do a spot on there every every week. And mm-hmm. they wanted to know what I thought about a college basketball game, so oh. I had to do some research. Kill. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, went in there and looked at this this Iowa State Miami. I, I figured it would be easiest to go in a game that I paid attention to. Obviously, Iowa State bounces LSU from the tournament, so Iowa State gets gets here through bouncing a LSU team in turmoil and then maybe getting the worst Wisconsin performance of their entire season, if not certainly of recent memory. They shot they shot 9% from three in that game. They turned it over 17 different times. I think Miami has a couple of good ball control guys that they're going to be able to uh, limit those turnovers. The defense is really good for Iowa State, but I think that, that Miami outscores them. Kelly, you got one? Yeah, real quick, I got the Pistons tipping off right now, first half and full game. And Spencer Dinwiddie later on points, rebounds, and assists over 22 and a half. He is averaging 20 points per game since the All-Star break. And more we can talk about later. All right. St. Peter's and Purdue underway. Sweet 16 continues. We'll look at the championship odds and final four odds next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, winner Tanasi Kokonakis for the numbers game crowd. Congratulations once again if you rode the uh, dog. Kokonakis getting it done in three sets against Diego Schwartzman. Kokonakis saved a match point in the second set, squandered three match points himself before he got it on the fourth try. So uh, let's go. Dimitrov later tonight will try to uh, sweep the board once again. Fellow Greek Chris Andrews was looking out for you in that. Yes, yes, he was. Well, it's two of my favorite types of people there. You got your uh, you got your Greek guy and then you got your tribesman. Purdue's up two here. Uh, three and a half minutes into this. It looks like Purdue might do the old run out thing that we saw Gonzaga start with yesterday. But yes. here's St. Peter's hanging around early. Yeah, Zach Eady's all right, two for two, four points. I would expect number 14 and wide is going to get a lot of touches every single time down. St. Peter's just doesn't have the size, even though they're very good defensively, top 40 in efficiency. That did not go down, but we've seen a couple go down. What St. Peter's is going to have to do, and that's what the underdog always has to do in the NCAA tournament, is just hit a bunch of threes. And look, Purdue will give you some open looks sometimes. They're not very good at guarding in the backcourt, and there's really a trade-off. You look at Stefanovic, you look at Eric Hunter Jr. Those guys are out there because they can hit threes. Those guys are not out there because they are good at guarding off the dribble. So that's what St. Peter's is going to need to do, drive and kick to some open shooters tonight. 9-6, or 9-7, though, as we approach the first TV timeout. Yeah, I said, I said this about Arkansas last night early. It doesn't, you know, just appear on the eye test that St. Peter's feels like the stage is too big for them, right? They're playing very well here early on. Uh, 359 in again. Yeah, play with nothing to lose. Nothing and I to think lose. that's exactly what they're doing. And it's it's one of those things that trickled down from the head coach, permeates the team. 9-7 to seven Purdue. Again, early stages of this one. Let's take a look at, uh, of the remaining 12 teams, obviously four will be eliminated tonight before the Elite Eight. Of the remaining 12 teams, let's take a look at the current odds to win it all and the current odds to get to the Final Four. There's a hack on, on Edie, what we were looking for early. But that was a legit hack as they go to the first TV timeout. So uh, Houston has now, now because they play one fewer game, right, if they were to get to the promised land. Kansas still has to play tonight. So Houston, keep that in mind with the staggered number of games left. Houston only has to play three more here, right, to get to the promised land. They're plus 350. Kansas still has four more games tonight. They play later. Uh, They're four to one. Duke, who won last night, with another fantastic flourish at the end. Two games in a row now against Michigan State. And then last night, once again, uh, against Texas Tech, where Duke just bared down on defense, hit shots at the end. They're plus 450 to win it all. Nova 6-1. to one. Purdue, who's playing right now, they're 6-1. to one. 
UCLA starts the double-digit parade, and then you see St. Peter's, one of these things, not like the other, at 150 to 1. And then you see the final four numbers corresponding, many of those off the board here at this point. Anything, if you were, if someone was landing on this right now, would you say, oh, that's a bet? You know, uh, I did not have them for a pre-flop, but I think Duke, I would like to get a little bit more, and obviously you're now paying a discount that they're in the, the Elite Eight, so it's plus 450, but... I was impressed with Duke. I think this Duke team, and remember we talked about back in 2019, three years ago, they had three of the top ten picks. Remember Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Cameron Reddish. Duke has, you know, at least two lottery picks and probably four first-rounders in this summer's draft. But this team was tougher. I thought they won that game late on toughness. What happened is Kay and Shire went to that 2-3 zone, and that got him back in the game. Texas Tech couldn't hit shots. And then he probably stayed in the zone a little bit too long, Then he's like, eh, I better get it back out of this. We're in this game because Texas Tech all of a sudden figured it out, and they were running good cutting and good screen action. He said it was the kids that wanted to do it. Yeah. The players themselves. Yeah, because yeah. Coach Kay, if you know anything about Coach Kay, you know who his mentor was in coaching. His first college coach was one <laughs> Robert Montgomery Knight, and he would call the zone a chicken blank defense he would be scolding coach k but nevertheless coach k made the right move in terms of the fact that got him back in the game and look i thought when it got tight late jeremy roach came in huge and he made some buckets down the stretch and you know they they went against a tough team and they matched that toughness and maybe even exceeded it and sometimes i know that sounds so cliche but toughness matters in these type of games and duke i think very much showed it last night and they're going to have to be tough again against arkansas i've seen a lot of the love early for arkansas but you know, maybe there's just something to Duke. They're finding ways to win. That's two games in a row that could have been in the balance. They were down five, remember, to Michigan yeah, State man. with five minutes to go. I said it this morning. Are we prepared to live in a world where Coach K goes out on top? Because it's starting <laughs> to feel that way. It is. And, yeah. and that's why I think, uh, look, I've got only one preflop or, or basically preseason future still alive, and that's Purdue at 25-1. to 1. Of course, now 6-1 to 1 before they tipped off tonight. So, obviously, I'm going to stick with that as long as I can. But if I was adding something, uh, the Blue Devils at plus 450 might be able to find some 5-1 to 1 out there. Might not be the worst bet in the world. They are 3.5 to 4-point favorites over Arkansas. Um, Houston sitting right now about two, two and a half over Villanova. You like either of those, Wes, tomorrow? Uh, I have not bet that game yet, but Houston being the favorite, you usually don't see a five over a two, mm -hmm. but that's what you're seeing. And and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I have not bet that game. I got to do more looking at it tonight and tomorrow morning, but Houston, a little bit of the deeper team. But if you saw last night in terms of when you get to this point in the NCAA tournament, this is obviously not like the professional game where you got nine or ten strong guys that you can play and that you can play a decent amount of minutes. In college basketball, I think Arkansas played like pretty much six guys last night. Duke and Texas Tech played seven guys. Houston and uh, uh, who were they playing? Arizona, they played eight guys. Villanova played six guys. Michigan played seven guys. So you really see these rotations shorten. But Houston, in terms of the eight guys they played, they really played equal minutes, too. I mean, they all played double-digit minutes. It wasn't like, okay, you had seven guys play a lot, and then another guy played, like, two or three minutes. So they all played double-digit minutes. This team is very deep, and that means they can be aggressive on defense because if they lose a guy to fouls, they have somebody to come in and take his place. And you saw it play out against Arizona last night. Absolutely beat them on the glass. Even though Arizona had more size and have the two seven-footers in there, Houston, you know, able to get a hand on the ball, play volleyball, ball get a lot of offensive rebounds and I think that was uh, to the detriment of Arizona last night it, it really Gil the one thing as I you know pay more attention every year when the tournament start is you just really don't know which team is going to just have that atrocious shooting night mm -hmm. and then it's like it's almost as mm -hmm. if you could just get into the game watch six or seven minutes of the game oh, yeah. and then and then at that point just try to make an assessment because but then again then you get a game like last night with Michigan and Villanova right so Michigan shoots 34 percent from the floor 33 percent from three and 50 percent from the free throw line Villanova not much better 37 percent from the floor 30 percent from three it it's just but, but daggers from the line. Yeah, they don't miss. Yes, they were 83 percent. That's, that's the line. their uh, superpower. If they're up, you know, if it's a close game or they're up a few late, God help you. But the turnover difference yeah. in that game again, only eight to seven. Uh, it wasn't. It's it. It just wa it wasn't really a big difference other than the free throw game. Really, at that point. Uh, meanwhile, six minutes into this, 
it's Purdue by one. And somehow with Williams, with Edie, that size advantage with Jaden Ivey, St. Peter's just – now but, they lead St. Peter's by one. But here. one thing, if you haven't watched Purdue before, you very rarely see Williams and Edie on the floor at the same yeah. time. I think like maybe 10% of the time for the season, Matt Painter likes to kind of platoon him. And Travion Williams – who is the senior on this team, kind of took a little bit of a subservient role in terms of being more off the bench. He was a starter basically for his first three years. It was a better part of it. And he's come off the bench, and he's been very unselfish and accepted his role. So I give him credit as St. Peter's uh, does have an 11-10 lead, 13-17 to go, minus 11.5, 135.5. Next TV timeout, if this is like a one-point game, and I'm, I'm still getting St. Peter's plus a, you know, a grip of points. I may just jump in on St. Peter's here. I've seen enough to think that they're, oh, there's a three from, from Purdue to go up to there. They're, the, I've seen enough to know that they're going to be hanging around all night, it feels like. Feels that way. Purdue is a Purdue. I mean, they're getting open shots, St. Peter's, and they're getting yep. it uh, in terms of the backcourt and just not knocking them down really with uh, relative regularity. I believe they're one of five and make that two for six as St. Peter's does hit a three on cue. Mm-hmm. 14 to 13. Purdue struggling to cover, recover and find shooters off that ball screen. I'm getting ready to jump in. Going to do it on the commercial. The, uh... I saw the, the comparison to these two schools. There's about 2,700 kids. They go to uh, twenty seven. They go to St. Peter's. They average five hundred and twenty fans a game. This year, <laughs> oh there's forty seven thousand oh, at Purdue. Oh, they average fourteen thousand fans a game for the for the uh, for their basketball games this year. It's just it's just it's interesting though, because I mean it's you know again it's it's still just five on five guys, right? And it's, it's do you, do you all feel and again this is the caveat of let's not be prisoner of the moment, but I don't think I am being prisoner of the moment that this tournament is not only. Okay, forget maybe the worst officiated tournament also. But generally speaking, I believe, and maybe it's the transfer portal, Mm -hmm. I think it is the single most crapshootiest of all tournaments. There have been lots of upsets in other tournaments, right? But usually when you get to this time, the chalk wins out. Well, and we are not seeing that at all. It's the portal, and it's the extra year for COVID, the yes. extra scholarship year that these guys got. So you get a little bit more experience, and you get more veterans. And I think that that really helps these lower major teams like St. Peter's because these guys have been playing together four or five years as they are up 14 to 13. Next dead ball will be the under-12 timeout. Oh, and I'm, worried. I'm waiting to make a bet. We'll come back. NFL notes. There are some for today. It's always an NFL day. You can't have center stage college hoops ever, apparently, with this league. Uh, Though, you know, calm down a little bit today. Deshaun Watson was introduced by the Cleveland Browns, for instance. We go to the break. St. Peter's up one, 14-13, early going here. March Madness continues on VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's primetime action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Don't forget, Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup, like the breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven-baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Oh, we have Wes here. Wes, pulp or no pulp? Pulp. Oh, boy. Well, wow. Wes, it's been a fun night. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right. This well, is uh, my last appearance yeah, yeah. on oh, Time Action. Oh, wow. Boy. Well, Kelly, he's a he's a he's guy. a densick. <laughs> No, Drew, Drew can, mon- can monitor the precise amount of pulp. <laughs> I don't it's, think he's a dinsick. I, yeah. I have a feeling Wes ain't at home with his uh, yeah. personal juicer grabbing oranges from his no, backyard. No, no, I mean, if there's no pulp, I don't, like, send it back at, like, the Waffle House <laughs> Give me or something. Pulp. Give me pulp now. Extra pulp here at the Waffle House or the IHOP in the morning. Oh, oh man. So I tell you, the first time I had pulp as a child, like, I was like, what is this? What did, what did they put in my orange juice? Oh, that's pulp, Gilly. Yeah, I can't what? remember if well, I it thought it strengthens your bones. <laughs> I can't remember if I thought that we had like pulpy orange juice because we didn't have a lot of money or something like that or whatever. I thought that I thought the rich kids had like the non-pulp. No, like, I think that makes sense because it's like, why is this juice not or why is this fruit not fully juiced? Like, yeah. why did you half-ass yeah. juice it? Yeah. Right? Like, I did fully juice it. Apple 
apple juice doesn't have chunks of apple in it. Like, it, come on. It, you know, exactly. that is an excellent point. Right? Stop being, stop being lazy and fully juice my orange. Apple juice doesn't have chunks of apple in it. Hey, cranberry juice yes. doesn't have cranberry chunks in it. Come that's, on. That's right. For God's sakes. Uh, I think we just solved it right yeah, there. I think we did. I got it on uh, St. Joseph's. Purdue's up one. Or St. Peter's. Uh, St. Peter's, pardon me. Uh, St. Peter's. They're all Catholics. St. Joseph's is right? playing that team that I'm on. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Peter's uh, plus nine and a half. And uh, Purdue's up one now. They'll go to the line, try to extend their lead. But I am in on this game. 15-14 um, Purdue right now. Early going of this one. Um, some NFL stuff today. There is, quote, a lot of momentum for changing NFL overtime rules. This is a thing now. That, according to Competition Committee Chairman Rich McKay, he said that today. Uh, but it's unclear whether enough owners will agree on a specific proposal when they gather next week for their annual meetings in Palm Beach, Florida. Nice place to gather, by the way. At the moment, two proposals are under consideration, and I'm curious which ones you guys prefer, if you prefer either. The Indianapolis Colts and Philadelphia Eagles have proposed making it mandatory for each team to have an overtime possession before moving to sudden death which is really the biggest complaint, I think, consensus-wise about overtime, for those who do have a complaint about it. And then there's the other one, the Tennessee Titans. They proposed a tweak that would implement mandatory possession for each team unless the team that has the first possession scores a touchdown and converts a successful two-point attempt. Which do you like? I'd rather both teams have the ball, yeah. but either better than yeah. either one's better than what we've got now. I mean, look, the, if you uh, if you got the cojones to, to score and then go for two, yeah. Or you know, all right, you can win the game. You, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's okay, I guess, if you want to if you want to go that route. But I still think I just prefer both teams. I would go option A here. And uh, by the way, you mentioned Rich McKay, the chairman on the competition committee, the Colts and the Titans, both these proposals. Frank Reich on the competition committee, as is Mike Vrabel. So uh, I prefer the first one. It's a little less convoluted. It's a little bit easier for fans to understand, especially casual fans. It's like, okay, they get the ball, but the other team gets the ball too instead of well the other team will get the ball if this other team does this or does that then it makes it too confusing and and look uh I like I've always liked the college system better but not necessarily get the ball at the 25 yard line because it's like in the NFL if you don't make a yard most NFL kickers can kick 42 yard field goals. You don't like the whole Illinois Penn State let's no. go for two nine times no, in a row. No, not at all. Yeah. I just think that's too gimmicky yeah. and and look and and that if you watch that game that was a grind. I mean these two teams <laughs> uh, you went nine overtimes and the score was 20 to 18 by the way. I think that was the final score of that game between Illinois and Penn State. Help, so. help me remember. It was that they never could get it in from two. Was no, that no, they could yeah. not score two was, point conversions. Yeah, uh, somebody drop a pass or there'd be a penalty it or was, something. But I was like, I don't know what I'm watching, but it's not football. I do agree with the uh, though on the graphic, the amending rule 16, the uh, Colts and the Eagles uh, proposal here. Yeah, I, I'm in the minority. I, I don't hate overtime as it is. I've never had it. Like, I get it. The, the Chiefs and the Bills, as soon as that coin was flipped, you knew whoever won it was going to win. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sucked for a game as epic as that. And I think one of the reasons they're doing this, too, going back to the competition committee, and uh, you can uh, blame Bill Polian when he was the chair of the competition committee, when he was the uh, president and GM of the Indianapolis Colts, because he was the one that kind of said, okay, these defensive rules have to be enforced. Because if you remember, I think it was the AFC Championship. I can't remember the year. It was in early 2000s. Remember Ty Law was just jamming Marvin Harrison at the line of scrimmage. And, of course, the Colts offense with Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, et cetera, et cetera, that was a timing offense. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you throw that off, Marvin can't get into his route, and that was very effective by the Patriots. And Bill Bullion was like, okay, this is screwing our team, so we want to enforce the illegal contact rule. He was the guy that really kind of led that, and we talk about it all the time. Defenses are kind of hamstrung in the NFL right now in terms of being physical, in terms of what you could do, that body weight deal in terms of the roughing the passer. Like most of the penalties or the infractions in the NFL, I think, are really biased against the defense. So, you know, that's why I think when you saw that Buffalo, Kansas City, and you brought that up, I was just like, well, the offenses just have such an edge already. It's like a coin flip is going to determine the game, and I don't think that, that they want that. That day was the first day I admitted. I was like, you know, I've never disliked overtime before. That was the first day I disliked it. I was like, yeah, I get it now. 
Um, but we'll see. Teams have to agree on one or the other. Uh, some other quarterback news. Oh, by the way, I have a little Intel quarterback news for you, too, from something that happened last night. But the Panthers' uh, general manager, Scott Fitterer, less than a month after saying the starting quarterback job was open, today he said Sam Darnold was in the lead for that job. And if you're Sam Darnold, you got to be sitting there, sitting, sitting there at home going like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for the boost of confidence. I feel so secure. Uh, I'm heard, starting week one. I heard one. you were flirting with every human being on <laughs> earth, but okay, great. Thanks. And then free agent quarterback Trevor Simeon has reached agreement on a two-year deal with the Chicago Bears, according to his agent, Mike McCartney. That moved nary a needle. Yeah. No, that didn't do anything. No. That, that that didn't do anything. The other, uh, some other news that is at least fairly interesting as we head into baseball season. So Rob Manfred came out today and said that they are going to uh, really crack down on the sticky substances for pitchers this oh. year. They got evidence, apparently, that uh, people found ways to uh, you get around you it. You don't say. At the end of last season or whatever. No. And uh, so, apparently, umps are going to start as early as next week in spring training games, messing around really? with the whole, like, checking guys and this, that, and the other and, and all that. And it is uh, – a player can be ejected and suspended if the umpire finds a foreign substance on the player's hand. They can also be ejected and suspended if the umpire observes the player wiping their hands off prior to inspection. Isn't that hasn't that always legitimately been the rule though? Kind of like this is not a new thing, is it? I think so. Yeah, maybe the whole if if he's frantically wiping his hand off like before the umpire makes <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see how that's going to be yeah. enforced. Like, how are you – like, ah. we, we saw pitchers freak out before, but now it's going to be like, dude, sorry, it's natural reaction for me to wipe off my yeah. hand after pitching. Like, well, right. you did it too aggressively or more aggressively than you've done it the whole game. Somewhere Garrett Cole is not happy with this latest report. Yeah, there's no way that guy is happy. No way. Um. So last night, me and my buddies were at the Aria because my guys are in town for Sweet 16, because we're too old to go over the first uh, March Madness weekend now, so they're coming for Sweet 16. Mm. And they're hanging out. And, uh, you know, I got to go to bed, because I got to do a show in the morning. But before we leave, um, they're like, oh, so you going to stop? And like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could stay. But, ah, never mind. So I go, and 15 minutes later, they're like, guess who we're hanging out with? I'm like, who? They're like, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so I'm like, really? Oh, that's great. Sorry, I'm not coming back up there to hang out with Trubisky. I got to go to bed. Anyway, in the morning, so they, they tell me a story. So just as this has this is neither here nor there, but th- they said to him, this is just sort of like NFL gossip. They, of course, Washingtonians, right? They're like, man, we, you are our first choice to be on the skins. That was their exact quote, right? And uh, Trubisky was like, I don't know if they were being sincere or not. I think my, my buddies were just kind of like buttering him up. Yeah, yeah trying to butter him I don't think up. that yeah. was their first Hang choice. Hang out with Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to think, think Russell Wilson might have been their first <laughs> choice, right? But uh, you know what Trubisky said back to you? He goes, he says, Washington was my first choice, but they never, ever called. <laughs> never called. Man. They weren't are you, interested. Are you shocked by that development? I am not at all. <laughs> and it just says everything to me because I'd rather have I, – I, I honestly would rather have Trubisky than I would Carson Wentz. That bothers me. Look, uh, if Indianapolis didn't get Matt Ryan, I would have been happy with Mitch Trubisky uh, 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 before Carson Wentz yeah. as well. Because because we don't I, really know what he is I've quite always yet. felt that he got a bad rap by yes. the Chicago media. And you know, the Chicago media, always the voice of reason in yes. terms of all sure. of these things. Uh, sure. So he got a bad rap because him and Matt Nagy, you know, round, or, you know, square peg in a round hole, so to speak, and it just never worked. I want to see him with like a real coach. And we saw him with the real co- coordinator, at least in terms of preseason you know this guy can play a little bit there's some things that he can do in an offense if you have a good coordinator with him like Dable for what it's worth they said he was a super nice guy I believe nicest guy in the world over in the NBA not that this is a shocker but just something for for your futures and how you might want to go the rest of the season Uh, they did go ahead and shut James Wiseman down for the rest of the year for the Warriors for the dubs okay St. Peter's up to 21 to 19, 720 left in the first half. And Kansas and Providence, Matt, four to four, five minutes in. There we go. Oh, you love that. Barn Coming back on Visa's Primetime Act. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds hanging out with us tonight, uh, as is the, uh, the case. Whenever there is March Madness action, it's all brought to you by Yingling, by the way. We should point that out. Game on. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share of $40,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling. That's Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. Do it now to join the action. Yingling, logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The oldest operating brewery <clears throat> in America and the largest wholly owned American brewery in America. There you go. That's right. Wow. Take that home. Facts. Take that home tonight. There's some facts on a Friday. Jeremy Grant out for the rest of the game for the Pistons. Not not liking that for my Pistons bets, but uh, yeah, that's that's happening. They're down 38 to 32 to the Wizards. Can we uh, can we talk about the St. Peter's thing for a second, Wes? The Peacocks. This is are, ha- are, this is kind of happening. Yeah, they are very much live here. 27, 27, 3:46 to go. Under four timeout. Purdue now minus seven and a half, 139 and a half, and uh, they're going to go for an and one, perhaps going to get the lead after that timeout. But yeah, Purdue, uh, you know, a little tight. Uh, like we said, St. Peter's has nothing to lose, and Purdue, like it's all kind of set up for them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned how the draw has opened up for them. They got to beat a 15 seed and either a four or an eight to get to the final four for the first time since 1980, which, by the way, uh, a very young baby Wes Reynolds was in attendance with with his father and grandfather in Market Square Arena. For which one? 1980 Final Four when Purdue, the last time the Boilermakers were in the Final Four. That 1980 NCAA tournament won by? believe it was Louisville. It was. Daryl Griffith Daryl Griffith, Dr. Dunk. Over UCLA. Yes. Nice call. By the way, a number 15 seed, which is what we're watching right here, yeah, with the St. Peter's Peacocks, uh, no, no uh, number 15 seed has ever been to the Elite Eight. Florida Gulf Coast got to the Sweet 16 in 2013. Oral Roberts did it last year. But both of them crapped out in the uh, Sweet 16, so this would be history in that regard as well. Eight I'm going to guess more than 526 player. I mean, 526 fans a game are going to be in the in the arena next year. More will, than 526. I will go 529. There'll be they'll have at least 600. They'll, they'll average at least 600 fans a night. I think you're right. Well, uh, Shaheen Holloway may be staying and coaching in New Jersey. It just might not be at St. Peter's. Right. It might be at Seton Hall, which that job is open because Kevin Willard, of course, took the Maryland job over the weekend. Uh, by the way, kind of the key to this game, Purdue already eight turnovers. Uh, can't give up the basketball to this team, and that's what they are doing. Other score right now, under 12 timeout, KU 13 to 6, Kansas Jayhawks over Providence. I'm trying to get a uh, live lineup. It just disappeared momentarily. 
Kansas minus nine and a half, one thirty-two and a half. Can I just read one tweet? Mr. D murders us right here. Shout out to Mr. D. This is a great tweet from at ND Money. He said, Wes, we were at IU at the same time, he says. I got your back. Orange juice with pulp. The other fruit not having bits is a weak argument. Stop comparing apples and oranges. That's see what he did there. That's an excellent okay. line. See what he did <laughs> so, there. Well done, Mr. D. I see what he did. Well done. And uh, I give the old tip of the cap. Yeah, tip of the cap. You win. Tip of the cap you on win. that one. Uh, it is Kansas 13-6. to six. I have not kept my eye on this game, but uh, second media timeout. They're up a touchdown on Providence, as you said, Wes. Um, have you have you been watching this at all? What is the, what are we seeing uh, here? A little bit here. Just uh, Kansas's athleticism at least opening up early as uh, Noah Horschler airballs the three. Oof. Providence, by the way, three, three of 15. 14. Three of 15 now. 0 for 4 from behind the arc, is it? That was yeah. the fifth. Yeah. That was, so 0 for oh, 5 now. 0 for yes. 5 now. Yes. And, so. and if Kansas gets out in transition, I do think Providence is in trouble. They are very hard to stop in the open court and they have multiple guys that can drive the basketball as a Mitch Lightfoot a baby hook that's no good but low scoring game at least so far and Providence I think wants more of an ugly game Kansas wants to be a little more free-flowing just to clarify what we're saying in that segment where we're looking at the championship odds and and understanding obviously that these teams playing tonight have one more game to play than the teams that advanced last night already and already set up for tomorrow but if you were to put a bet on something, Duke is the one that you're itching to, to do? Yeah, prob- probably so, because now uh, they I are favored to you. get out of the region. Yeah. Although Arkansas, very good. And look, Arkansas took Gonzaga out of their game plan. So what's to say they can't do it with Duke? But I just... I, I, I've been really impressed with Duke. I know I don't like to say nice things about Duke. I know nobody does, unless you're a Duke fan. But... This team being so tough at the end and showing oh. a lot of resiliency because that was kind of the question for this team. You know that they're talented. They're always talented. They always get dudes. And they always usually shoot the basketball well and do a lot of things well statistically. But that's what you questioned a little bit was their toughness, was their mettle, because they lost that game at home against North Carolina. And it's like, okay, what's their mindset? Are these kids really feeling the pressure that they're the last team that Mike Krzyzewski is ever going to coach at Duke? And there was something to that, I think, in the ACC tournament up in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Never really looked good. They were just good enough to beat a couple teams because they were more talented than Miami. And then they got absolutely worked in the ACC title game by Virginia Tech, who, you know, was playing for their tournament lives, and it absolutely showed it. But we've seen a little bit of a, of a different Duke. I think when it came to winning time against Michigan State and against Texas Tech last night, because I think you and Jeff Parles were talking about this on a numbers game in terms of coaching. Yes, it matters, but in that Texas Tech-Duke game, I don't think either – I mean, I, I don't think Coach K is necessarily a better tactician than Mark Adams. Mm-hmm. I think Mark Adams does a great job with Texas Tech, and he coached his team well. Duke's guys just made the plays in the final two minutes. They, they've done that two games in a row. I, I likened it to uh, to Ray Leonard at the – you know, during the Marvin Hagler fight, stealing rounds the at championship. the championship. Yeah, exactly, the like final that. 30 seconds. Yeah, it felt like that uh, for, for just a ugly... – Roach, yeah, Roach and Boncaro just took over. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Roach was incredible. Roach was incredible. Uh, Bonca- but the, they made – Boncaro mm-hmm. made two great defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't – we'll talk about this again later, Wes, but the two games later today – uh, which feature obviously one game between two double-digit seeds in Miami and Iowa State, and uh, also later on, of course, uh, UCLA and North Carolina. Your thoughts on those? Yeah, uh, for tonight, I did take uh, North Carolina plus three minus a dollar twenty coin flip game. Yaquez is going to play. I don't think the ankle's a hundred percent, but I just wonder if North Carolina can do what they did to Baylor if they can overwhelm UCLA athletically. Not that UCLA is not athletic and not that they don't have talent. They brought virtually the whole team back that went to the Final Four and I think surprised everybody. But North Carolina, they just get out in that open floor. And if they get out in that open floor, I think UCLA could be in trouble. UCLA, not a team that shoots a lot of threes. They like to get to the rim. Carolina's got size down there. So... What you got to hope if you're a Tar Heels backer is that UCLA is not hitting those mid-range. They've got Yuzang and Yaquez and Jules Bernard. they got multiple guys that can do that. So I am on the Tar Heels. I'm with you guys. Community pick here on Miami, and I Moneyline parlayed it with Purdue, basically. Well, you see the betting splits up there at DraftKings for the Miami yeah, Iowa and that, State Yeah, that starts to worry it a does. little bit. Like, I'm <laughs> seeing three and a halves, and I'm actually seeing a four at some faraway places now in Iowa State. So if you're looking for, like, quote-unquote number value – it's on the Cyclones, so we've got the Cyclones and the Hurricanes battling in the Windy City. 31-27 Purdue by four here. One minute, 
15 seconds left in the first half. He let my one. poor meteorology joke out. <laughs> I, liked, I liked your wind joke, Wes. You I'm did? Sorry. Lots of wind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. I was already on. No, it probably time. wasn't good. He was just like, let's just forget that was ever said. I'm sure. It's like this. I'm like Cyclone, Hurricane, Windy City. Got it. Oh, oh I get it. Gil's um, <laughs> like, I should have given props at the time. Yeah. It's too late now. It's too late now. I've already moved on. It's like, let's just bury that and pretend that that never happened. So uh, I, just for you, because someone, again, someone's going to do it. If you did want that uh, that Flyers-Coyotes parlay. Oh, yes. Plus 1622. Oh, yeah. If it, is, if it gets home tonight. Huh. So it's you, a fun you need, Friday you need night, two right? hockey upsets. Get you 1622. Somebody's doing it. Kelly Someone's did, Kelly did a 10,001 the other day, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That Might as well do all. that. That lasted all of, uh, like, an hour and a half. Somebody's going to turn a hundo into 1,700 tonight. That's fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was good. It was good content for the show. That's so, for sure. So it looks like Purdue's going to go into the uh, the locker room, if all goes well here for them at the end, with either a four-point lead or perhaps more. There, uh, there's a six-second difference. Oh, it's going to be a six-point game now. It's a nice play by the Boilermakers. So St. Peter's now with the last possession of the half, down 33-27 to 27 as they have gone cold here at the end of this half. And two uh, St. Peter's forwards, by the way, Draman and Defo, who they're going to need down low already with two fouls. So St. Peter's usually oh, goes deep into the nice bench, drive. and they do get a little drive at yeah, the buzzer they... there. So 33-29 to 29 is going to be your halftime score. And... Uh, by the way, that uh, first half, I think uh, it's going to depend on your number. Actually, it closed more at 63 and a half, so you should be safe with the under if you took that. St. Peter's and, covers the first half at plus seven. And, Gil, they, they just started in that tennis match. If anybody does want to uh, get on with you, uh, Dimitrov's only minus 175 at DraftKings right now. Oh, so there you go. If anybody All wants right. to get in. Came back down to my number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dimitrov uh, on the court now at, uh, at Miami. And once again uh, – that tournament has gone very, very nicely for those of us who have uh, bet that on a numbers game. So hopefully we close the night with a clean sheet in tennis once again. Uh, we'll come back. I'll let you know uh, the survivor carnage that continues in March Madness. And uh, how about some NFL draft props? Not just the number one pick in the draft, but how about the number two pick in the draft? Who will go then? And who will go number three? You can bet on all. It's VEASAN's primetime action. We'll update all the scores next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.